My name is Wyatt Wolfman, and I'm happy to introduce you to the first episode of my graduation requirement podcast on economics and government. Today, we have a special guest, Brian Trollio, my economics teacher at the Beacon School in New York City. And today, we will be looking at food scarcity and the recent increase in food prices as a result of COVID-19, supply chain issues, and now, unfortunately, as a result of the war in Ukraine. Let's jump right into it. What do you think the primary factors are that are causing the recent increase in food prices? Uh, I think three things. Um, first, well, maybe no particular order. Rise in transportation costs, especially for foods that are imported from other parts of the world. Um, and that has to do not only with uh, shipping, but um, primarily in the United States with trucking. So as people in the trucking industry have either had COVID or like workforce has been reduced for a number of reasons, there have been fewer trucks operating. Uh, fewer trucks operating means that the price to haul any individual load of whatever, like it's avocados or wheat or milk or whatever, um, has to increase. And so that increased cost gets passed along to the customers. Um, number two is a probably a, a, a general rise in energy prices. Uh, and then number three would be the idea that as the government has created stimulus, uh, more money has gone out into the economy, and so sellers have raised prices effectively just because they can. Uh, what you would study to prove this, you would study profit margins of companies over the, the past like seven quarters or so, and then over the past couple of years. I suspect what you would see is that profit margins are either just as high as they were in the past, or they have possibly gone up. What that tells you is that companies are still charging a lot for their goods because they know that people have money either because they're of stimulus checks or the idea that like people are staying home and so they're going out to restaurants and bars less which means they have more money to spend on their groceries which means that the people who are doing the pro excuse me people who are doing the providing get to charge more if you look at what happened in the meatpacking industry i believe this came out in the news like six or seven weeks ago so like maybe middle of January or so. In between the ranchers who are growing the meat and the consumers who are buying the meat are meat processing plants. Mm -hmm. There are only four major companies that control basically all the meat processing in the United States. Those companies oh. are paying ranchers less and charging customers more at the same time and they're the ones in the middle of the transaction which means they're keeping more money. So it seems like there's a lot of corporate greed that is driving it, they're driving the food prices up. Yes. And I mean, that goes back, it reminds me of what you said today, how 40% of pet food in the United States is consumed by humans. It's, it's really a shame, I think. That, that That's just kind of like just a measure of poverty, right? The I know, but, but I, I, I guess I'm finding the connection in, there's so many, there's humans who are eating pet food because of how cheap it is. And now yeah. the corporate greed is driving food prices up even more, which, uh, logically should drive more people to have to do things like that and in the most developed country in the world it's a shame that makes sense yeah totally and so what's causing the increase in energy prices that are causing the increase in food prices um it would be a lot of the same things so you know energy uh, barrels of oil have to be shipped across oceans and so um shipping has been truncated during the pandemic and so you know not only that you know fewer ships are operating but at the ports, there are fewer people who can work in the ports, which means there have been backlogs of ships in harbors that haven't delivered their cargo. And to the extent that that cargo is oil, 
um, or you know cubic meters of natural gas, then those things are taking longer to get to um, the people that use them, uh, which means that supply is constricted, and so supply goes down, price goes up. So with these factors in mind, do you think that there's relief for American people that they'll see a dip in food prices soon? Hopefully. And so the way that would happen is, you know, if there are three or four different providers in the market, and let's say that they're all charging, you know, $10 per item for whatever it happens to be, if one of them decides to try to get more market share by only charging like nine seventy-five instead, um, then that means that the other people have to also lower their prices in order to try to compete to regain market share. And so hopefully um, providers and sellers will lower their costs in order to compete with each other to gain business. And so essentially picture a pie chart that has is evenly split, 25-25, uh, 25-25. If one person lowers their prices, they would get more than just a quarter, right? And then the other guy is going to compete and lower their prices, and then they would, you know, they would try to gain more market share. And that's typically what happens. People lower prices in order to compete for business. So capitalism is going to bring it back to equilibrium? <sighs> that would be, that would be, the, that, that would be, I think, like the traditional economics answer. Uh -huh. right? the, the, the pro-market economist, that would be their answer, is that, um, is that uh, customers are going to vote with their wallets, and as somebody decides to lower prices again, um, then people are going to buy their product. Uh-huh. If there's been so much new money in the economy with stimulus and everything, is there a chance that we just don't see a complete return to the pre-COVID prices and that everything remains a little more expensive than it was before, even if it's cheaper than it is now at its around its peak? Yes, that's definitely possible. Do you think that's more likely? Um, I don't really know. I wish I could tell you. Um, uh, what you could do is you would study prices before and after different shocks in the economy uh -huh. so there have been there have been market crashes approximately every 10 to 11 years like forever basically um, and uh, you could look at I'm sure people have done this work uh, you would look at prices before and after and and see um, how they compared um, I would suspect that we see prices go down but maybe not down to pre-COVID levels because uh -huh. we live in what's called an infinite growth model which means that companies always have to have more profits, always. Yeah. And because otherwise they lose their share price, gets punished, and so forth. And so, um, uh, once they have, once they've been able to establish higher prices, it is going to be hard for them to lower them by a significant amount, without also cutting a lot of costs. And usually, cutting costs means firing workers. Um, and um, so maybe that's that's one way they could do it. But that's also a really bad thing, obviously, for those people who lose jobs. Um, do you think that the uh, conflict between Russia and Ukraine could have an impact on our yeah. food prices? Yeah, Ukraine is a huge wheat supplier, um, and uh, they produce a lot of wheat, not, not tremendously for the United States, but definitely for Europe. So uh, chaos in the market, uh, in the production market over there, is going to drive up prices for all kinds of like bread products um, in Europe, I would imagine, for like the next six months or more. I don't, I don't know how much of the stuff that they grow we buy in the United States, um, but that will definitely um, impact uh, Europe. And then also actually heard something about this today, um, North Africa. So really? like Egypt buys a lot of wheat from the Ukraine. Uh -huh. um, and a lot of countries along like the northern part of Africa do the same. And so their 
their prices for things like cereals and breads are going to go up. And then on the other side, the Russian side, uh, Russia's main exports, uh, exports are energy products, oil and natural gas. And so to the extent that they are closed off from kind of the global economy, um, gas prices should go up. And so what you saw the other night at the State of the Union was President Biden talked about um, releasing you know, 60 million barrels of oil from what's called our strategic reserve mm -hmm. to try to keep supply at the same level. So you take away all the supply that comes from Russia and somebody has to step in to fill the supply. And we're doing that. And there's a couple other countries doing it as well. So hopefully that should keep energy prices stable. But the American consumer is already seeing and should expect to can see higher gas prices for a while. Gas prices will definitely go down. Uh -huh. Like, because consumers are really responsive to gas. Yeah. So why do you think the stock market recovered so quickly? Because big companies were given like ready access to cash. So a lot of big managers, big, big asset managers, um, they, borrow, they buy stocks with borrowed money. Yeah. And so they're able to borrow money um, from the Federal Reserve and then use that money to then buy stocks. So imagine that you, if you're only paying a quarter of a percentage point to borrow and the stock market returns somewhere around 5%, you effectively have a, a profit of 4.75%. Um, and with the discount rate and the federal funds rate so low, these companies are able to borrow money really, really cheaply. And like they don't care if they go below their reserve requirements because if I take all the money in, that I'm supposed to have for my reserve and invest it, and I make 6% investing, and I, then I replace that amount that I needed to have in my reserve, and I only pay 0.25%, it's a slam dunk. Yeah. That's exactly why you do that. So that wraps up the first episode with Brian Tralio. I hope you guys enjoyed. We got off onto a little bit of a tangent at the end of the episode, and I cut it a little bit short because I want to go more in depth on those topics in future episodes. So I hope you enjoy it and see you in the next episode.